Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. up and down, working out all of the tactics he could in his head as he went. They were taller, probably stronger too, judging by the definition of their muscles. But Caelan was fast, never met anyone faster, and fuck he could dodge out of the way of almost any attack. He raised himself up onto the balls of his feet, getting himself ready to strike at the first opportunity. Bix appeared like they did the same, and that at least told Caelan that they were used to this. At least he wasn't beating up a complete beginner. Even as it was, Caelan decided to make the first move. He'd always been fast, his father had even been jealous of it as a kid, and things hadn't changed. He channeled some magic to add to his speed, running forward as he sang under his breath to charge up the spell in between his hands. This wasn't a time for holding back. It was rare that he got the chance to show off, and he definitely was not going to waste it now. When he got to within about ten feet, he jumped, landing hard on the floor and resting his hands down on the ground. The spell he had been preparing got released on impact, and everything suddenly happened at once. The ground trembled as the energy moved into it from Kaelin's hands, and he felt his hair being blown back by the force of it. It slowly rose up, creating a wave of destructive force that sped the remaining distance towards Bix. The tiefling brought their hands up, the first sparks of a spell obviously intended to counter it appearing in their palms, but it was far too late. The wave hit, shooting Bix back thirty feet towards the wall. They tumbled in midair, tail desperately twitching to try and help balance themselves, and for a second, Kaelin thought that they wouldn't be able to manage it as their right foot made contact with the floor. They wobbled for a second before their tail moved again, and they placed their other foot down carefully. Their grin once again showed sharp, pointed teeth, this time with more malice than they had shown up in Lynn's office. Before Caelan's eyes, shadows started to emerge from the tiefling's skin, growing and solidifying as they swirled around them and obscured them from view. The dark skin was almost impossible to see, and it was only the glint of what little light that made it through on the gold covering them that told Caelan they were even still there. Caelan had never seen anything like this before. This kind of magic was new to him. He had no idea why Bix was looking so smug or what effects the magic might impart if he got too close. So taking all of that into account, he took a few steps back and prepared one of the nastiest spells he had in his arsenal. It was a new spell, one that he had learnt since he had been staying with Lin. It had been out of pure curiosity. He had seen Lin researching it a couple of times since they had returned back to the house, He had said it at what had hit him and caused all of his nightmares. Obviously, Caelan needed to learn it. He knew that he wasn't going to be anywhere near as good as the person who had cast it on Lynn, but for this purpose, that was perfect. He didn't want to give Bix any lasting effects, after all. His song changed in tone and pace, and he planted his feet onto the floor in preparation. He had never actually cast this before, 
It was impossible to either practice or cast on some kind of target that wasn't alive. Bix paused for a moment and even started to backtrack as they felt the effects of the spell overtaking them. For a second, Kaelin started to second-guess what he was doing, especially as there didn't seem to be much of a reaction to start with. But then Bix started to fold in front of Kaelin's eyes, hands coming up to the sides of their head as they started to scream. Kaelin would never know what they were seeing in their head, and Lynn had never told him what his own nightmares had been like as a result of the spell. So far, all his research had told him that the images were tailored to the person or persons experiencing them at any one time. A part of him realised that he actually didn't want to know what he was currently forcing Bix to experience. The tiefling fell to their knees as Kaelin carried on singing, wanted to make sure his spell was complete. Their eyes were tightly closed, streaming tears as they sank down further towards the floor. And then, as Caelan watched, they stood and started to run. They were faster than anything Caelan had ever seen, much faster than even he had moved earlier, and before he could even think, they had become lost within the shadows of their own creation. Caelan would have been worried if he didn't already have his hooks dug deep in the tiefling's consciousness with his spell. He sang louder, knowing that they would still have to be close, and sure enough, he heard another scream of fear. Bix appeared again, fully slumping to the ground at the other side of the room. Caelan paused for a moment, stopping his singing as he waited for something to happen. The shadows around Bix had gone, which at least told him that the tiefling was unconscious. Either that, or they were doing a very, very good job of faking it. Caelan glanced up at Lynn, still stood on the balcony and scribbling down on his notepad. The imps were all floating around him, looking more worried by the second and squeaking in what he guessed was infernal. And that was what made him feel bad enough to break every rule he had ever set for himself and walk closer to Bix. They definitely looked unconscious, a small stream of black blood trickling from their ear onto the floor. They were breathing, although it was shallow, but that was the extent of their movement. As soon as he was in range, he started singing, a quiet song that he had learnt from an old friend. He had always associated it with his healing magic, no matter how much he tried to forget or use a different song. The magic seemed to work fine, as he expected it to, and he paused for a moment to watch the effects. Bix came too with a gasp of breath, eyes opening wide and darting around as they took everything in. Mother f- Damn it! You're good, they chuckled, tilting their head back to look at Kaelin. Thanks for the healing. Kaelin nodded, moving closer in order to use one of his better healing spells. The first was good, sure, but he knew that he would be able to get something better if he got a little closer. He crouched down closer to Bix, resting two hands on their chest and pouring magic into them. Not too much, just enough to get them well and truly back on their feet. The blood that had been welling up in their ears started to stop and then dry up. The small dip in their chest where one of their ribs had been smashed raised with a sickening snap and twisted back into place. If he hadn't looked down at the noise, trying to ignore the feelings it sent hurtling through him, then he wouldn't have noticed Bix's hand move viper-quick towards his ankle, shrouded in that same dark shadow he had seen before. 
Kaelin yelped, leaping up and backwards out of the way of a hand and frowning deeply as the spell Bix had been trying to cast dissipated into the air. "'Yo, what the fuck?' he exclaimed, moving out of pure instinct to direct a kick at the tiefling's head. It didn't connect, and Bix even returned the favour by trying to quickly lash out with their tail to no effect. "'I healed you, you fucking prick!' Kaelin spat, even as Bix rolled over onto their back and started to giggle. "'I thought it was over!' You tried to kick me while I was down. Bix giggled, sitting themselves up while their tails sweeped behind them excitedly. Because you tried to attack me, Kaelin retorted, crossing his arms and still looking down at the tiefling in annoyance. Might not have been an attack, the tiefling chuckled, pushing themselves to their feet and starting to stretch out again. Kaelin tried not to wince as their joints popped in tandem. Was it? he asked, cocking one eyebrow in genuine confusion. Oh yeah, totally. I was trying to give you a plague, came the response, and after a second all of the imps flew down and started to ineffectively pull on Kaelin's clothes. What the fuck? Kaelin exclaimed, ignoring the imps and their apparent attacks. They certainly weren't hurting him in the slightest. It was over. I healed you. No, I was still fine. Bix grinned, and with a wave of their hands, all of the imps made their way over to them instead, and sat up on their shoulders and horns. "'You were unconscious!' Kaelin spat, keeping his arms crossed in front of him and his gaze strong. "'Eh, just a little bit, not for long,' came the reply, and Kaelin was done trying to argue. He moved to head back up to Lynn, only to be surprised that he was already walking in the door. Obviously, he had been aware that the fight was over as well. Lynn, your friend is a dick, Kaelin announced as the arf walked over. Something was off about him. His walk was stiff and almost unnatural. Kaelin would ask about it later. Yeah, yeah, they... They are that. Um, That was incredible. What you just did. I was settling in for a longer fight, he added, moving what would be uncomfortably close to Kaelin if it wasn't for the history they both had. Yeah, I went easy on you, Bix piped in, and Kaelin just turned to glare at them. The half-elf flicked his hand, causing small, harmless sparks to shoot off towards Bix's face. To the tiefling's credit, they didn't flinch. Well, whatever. I won. What do I get? Kaelin shot back. He wasn't in it for a reward, not really, and the smug satisfaction of knowing that he won so easily was more than enough for him but he wasn't going to let them cotton on to that if he could help it. I'm sure Lynn will come up with a more than adequate award, Bix added, and Lynn was close enough to hit Kaelin with one of his ears as it shut down in embarrassment. A quick tilt of his head revealed that the elf was bright red, so embarrassed that the blush reached up to the tips of his ears. Kaelin had seen it one or two times before, sure, but it was still quite rare. I, um, yeah, uh, I'll cook for you dinner or something, Lynn offered, stammering to himself as he did. I'll, yeah, okay. Kaelin could see Bix smirk out the corner of his eye, gathering all the imps closer to them with a grin. Yeah, well, you'll be eating something, all right. Lynn opened and closed his mouth for a second, like he was desperately trying to form words, but... He was cut off by Bix's laughter echoing around the room. 
Well, Kaylin, they continued, it has been a pleasure meeting you. They bowed down so low that they were almost folded in half, and each of the imps repeated the gesture in some sort of obscure dance. It was one of the best fights I have had in a long time, and I hope for a repeat performance sometime soon. Maybe next time I won't hold back so much. Kaylin was about to respond, something scathing, something clever and witty, but before he could, Bix disappeared in a cloud of black smoke and golden sparkles. God, they were fucking full of themselves, right? Kaylin sighed before turning around to look at Lynn. Without any hesitation, the elf poured him in for a kiss, clinging onto Kaylin's arms as hard as he could muster. Kaylin was taken aback, sure, but still kissed Lynn back with abandon. It dawned on him slowly that this was what Bix meant. It was Kaylin's turn to smirk. It would be an interesting evening, after all. Kaylin lay back later that night, resting his head on Lynn's chest as they both recovered. He couldn't help but feel smug, having won against someone that had obviously done well enough with themselves to live in such a large mansion. And he had done it with such style, too. I had no idea you were that good at your job, Lynn chuckled, the sound of it reverberating through his chest and into Kaylin's ears. Of course I am. I told you I was good the first time we met. Kaylin laughed back, pushing himself slightly closer to Lynn as he did. I just don't like to brag too much. Uh-huh, sure. Lynn laughed, running a hand through Kaylin's hair gently. I'm gonna hold you to that next time you're bragging at me, you know that. Kaylin laughed back, poking Lynn in the side and enjoying the way he squirmed underneath him as it tickled. They stayed quiet for a little while longer, before Lynn took a deep breath underneath him, and Kaylin knew that something was coming. I was wondering. You know that I kept you on to do some other jobs for me? He asked, quietly, in a way that made Kaylin know that whatever was coming next was big. Yeah. Offer still stands if you need me to do something, Kaylin responded, mind racing as he tried to figure out what exactly Lynn was going to ask. I have an uncle, Lynn said, voice slow as if he was choosing his words carefully. He is my father's younger brother. If my parents had died before I turned 100, then... All of my father's estate and the universities would have gone to him. Kaelin nodded. It made perfect sense. That was how elves traditionally did things. He doesn't like the fact that he got nothing. He likes the direction that I am taking with the universities even less. Lynn continued, and Kaelin wiggled around so he could look up at him easier. What do you mean by that? He asked, genuinely curious as to what was happening. I've been... changing the way the universities are run. Up until this point, we only admitted elves and only taught wizardry, but I immediately opened it up to other races, and slowly we're starting to accept more and more students. 
and now I'm trying to recruit people that can teach some of the other methods of magic, sorcery, druidry, those kind of things. Lin explains, slipping into that tone of voice he used when he was explaining something to his business partners whenever Kaelin overheard them. That... that sounds like a good thing, though, Kaelin responded, looking up at him to see that he had his eyes resting closed. Oh, it is a good thing, but... My uncle doesn't see that, he sighed, pulling Kaelin in closer by his shoulders. What do you want me to do about it? Teach bardic magic? Because I'm really not very good at teaching, and... Kaelin replied, easily shuffling closer and throwing his arm over Lin's chest. I need you to kill him, Kaelin interrupted, and Kaelin looked up to see if his face was straight. It most definitely was. Kaelin didn't quite know what to think. He had watched Lin where there had been attempts on his life before, but this was an assassination attempt. This was Lin asking Kaelin to kill someone in cold blood. There's rumours flying around that he's about to send people to kill me. That's what Bix and I were talking about earlier. Albion, the other man that lives with them, always has his finger on the pulse of... pretty much everyone's business. And he heard about an illegal bounty on my life that must have been placed by my uncle. Kalen pressed his mouth together in a thin line, really not liking the information that there was a bounty on Lin's life, and especially not liking the fact that his friends apparently knew and weren't doing anything about it. What do you want me to do? he asked, not really seeing how killing the man would help if the bounty was already there. Arbeladon dies. My friend Albion gets the word out that he was the one to set the bounty. As soon as people know the man setting up the bounty is dead, then they're not going to bother trying to claim it anymore, Lynn explained. Kaelin had to admit that Lynn obviously had this all worked out. It was a good plan, in theory, but the elf was definitely putting all of his trust in his friend correctly getting the word out. Kaelin would definitely not have taken a job if there was even the smallest hint that the bounty wouldn't end up being paid. I'll plan it all. I know his routines and his house inside out. It should be very easy to do, I just need you to pull the metaphorical trigger, so to speak. Then I'll set some rumours around as to why he would have been killed. Kaelin took a deep breath. He had done more dangerous jobs. He had killed less deserving people. Thinking about it, there was really no reason he should say no. Alright, he finally spoke, nodding a little as he did. I'll do it. Just point me in the right direction, I guess.